0: Oliver Goldsmith once said, life is a journey that must be traveled, no matter how bad the roads and accommodations. We've all heard variations on the theme of the journey matters more than the destination. While I believe that to be true, I also think often of the individual journeys that led each of us right here to this destination, this beloved community. Each of us has traveled our life's journey, and each of us brings personal experiences and adds them into the mix that makes up who we are as a community. While this is most certainly not our only or maybe even final destination, it is at least a stopover where we can be together for as long as is meant to be. And while we are together, we are called to learn, grow, and support one another so that our collective strength may encourage us on our continuing journey, whether that be together or separately. This morning, we will hear from two of our congregants, Nicola Cook and Lisa Gaskoen will each share with us their thoughts on their own personal or spiritual journeys and what it is that led them here where they have found a home. Please join me in welcoming Nicola and Lisa to share with us this morning.
1: Good morning and happy new year. My name is Nicola Cook. I first started attending UUCL in August of 2018 and became a member in October of 2020. I did not grow up in a church. In fact, I grew up very much outside of it. My parents landed somewhere between agnostic and atheist, having left behind their religious upbringings. And our liberal non-religious family stood out as other in our community in Richmond, Virginia, which was very conservative and very Christian. We celebrated Christmas and Easter, but it was more about Santa and the Easter Bunny and family and not so much about Jesus. Throughout my childhood, the message I received, not from my parents, but from others, including my grandmother, was that church was not a place for me. The fact that I was never baptized remained a disappointment to my grandmother until her dying day. But I have always been a seeker, have always had a sense of and a curiosity about whatever it is that connects us all to each other and to nature. Unlike the narrow focus of my peers, my parents supported exploration. And through my mom's work as an ESL teacher and my dad's studies of of Eastern religion, specifically Tibetan Buddhism, and my Jewish friends, I was exposed to a myriad of cultures and religions. I attended a Presbyterian youth group with my high school friends and learned so much there, the value of spiritual inquiry and spiritual community and the power of the small group format. But I also learned that I was definitely not a believer and was constantly afraid that I would be discovered for what I was, an imposter in the church. In college, I studied world religions, Russian culture, literature, and politics, soaking up everything I could and trying, as young people do, to figure out where I fit in all of it. And then, just after I turned 23, my dad died. It was relatively sudden his cancer diagnosis was stage four and he died just 12 weeks later. That story, the story of my dad, his life and illnesses, both physical and mental, my parents' divorce, our relationship and his death is a story for another day. But losing him was devastating. After he died, everything dimmed. For several years, I was not searching. I was just quiet there was less to say. One small thing stuck with me from my dad's funeral, which was held at my grandparents' church and was mostly a disembodied experience for me. The fact that the church ladies put on a full reception for us. I will never forget that kindness, that they showed up automatically when we were too overwhelmed to do it all ourselves. A piece of me filed away a note for later, seek out a community, that could provide a platform to pay that kind of support forward. Throughout my adult life, I searched for a spiritual home, a place for nourishment, growth, and service, and eventually the same for my children. Over the years, I sporadically tested out different churches, but none of them were right, even the more liberal ones, because in the end, I cannot call myself a Christian. In the meantime, I read and studied and listened and tried to fill in the gaps on my own. A few years ago, my mom finally suggested that I check out a UU church. The ones I tried at first weren't quite right either, or more likely I was getting closer and was too scared to really make the leap. Remember, church had always been a place where I felt like an outsider. And as I felt more and more drawn to go I was extremely nervous to show up without my husband, Stephen, whose spiritual journey looks different from mine. I'm a shy person and felt incredibly vulnerable already. Attending on my own felt really scary, but was clearly part of the path. Well, as they say, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. In late summer of 2018, I stepped through the doors of our little chapel. As soon as I heard the words, Whoever you are and whatever it is that brought you here, you are welcome. I knew I was home. When I first met Reverend Alice, I think I surprised her when she asked me what I was looking for in the church community, and I enthusiastically answered, everything. What I meant by that was that I was eager to explore everything on offer here. It's been more than three years, and I have slowly but surely begun to do just that and it has cracked me open in so many ways. There is so much more to learn, but I dare say this is a place where I belong.
2: Thank you, Nicola. That was beautiful. Wherever you go, there you are. This is something a friend said to me as I was debating at eight months pregnant whether to continue on to med school or do a total 180 in life. It's a phrase that's eternally relevant coming up many times in my life with all of its twists and turns. After some Google searching for the author, I found it was a line from a 1984 Buckaroo Banzai movie, but it can be attributed to writing as early as the 1400s. It's a phrase that begs the question, where do I want to be, and who do I want to be with while I'm there? A similar and more personal quote is one I found while going through my mom's baby book after her death. On a page titled, This is My Philosophy, she's written, God gives you the sunrise, and it's up to you to wake up each morning and enjoy it. I was very blessed to grow up in a family that encouraged spiritual exploration. My mom was a recovering Baptist and my dad a recovering Catholic, and we attended a lovely hippie Presbyterian church that endorsed loving thy neighbor and compassion for all. Our lessons from the rosier and more loving parts of the Bible were often paired with beautiful folk songs or creative art projects. In elementary, my best friends were Jewish and I was permitted to attend temple and a few bar and bat mitzvahs. My best friend as a teen and still to today was Muslim. Her mom was a writer and speaker for religious community building, feminism, and the prevention of domestic violence. My experience with this variety of religion helped me help to form the cornerstone of my religious beliefs. It's spirituality is something that's collective, it's equitable, it's interested in the truth, it's loving, and it's different for everyone. And that's okay. During the very chaotic time of my 20s, I lost connection to my spirituality. And then my dad, who'd been diagnosed with a chronic illness in my early 20s, began to decline in many scary ways. I sought out meaning and answer by attending a variety of religious services in the meantime. Some were downright offensive uh, to my core spiritual beliefs, but many just felt like they missed the mark. I kept searching. When my dad died and I had to discuss his death with my children, I was still searching. I told them, no one knows really what happens after you die. But I still wasn't sure what my truth was. Two years later, my mom died the same year as the election of 2016. I was spiritually starving and still searching. At the beginning of the pandemic, a dear friend told me of a church that she'd found with a youth group teaching social justice. My preteen at the time was starving for community connection, and I loved the idea of a spiritual place to learn about social justice. In the meantime, I decided to attend a virtual service for the church. Instead of feeling disconnected, the message resonated. When Reverend Alice spoke, her warm voice spoke truths I have hold. I've held close to my heart for nearly all my life. Music I hadn't heard since my youth from those days at the hippie Presbyterian church felt like an old friend. I listened and I watched and I cried sometimes because I'd found the place where I wanted to be. One that spoke of the principles of justice, equity, equity, and compassion of acceptance and the free speech, free search for truth and the goal of community and peace. A place that embraces my family and gives them space to develop and form their spiritual beliefs. A place that will honor the truth of the ugliness and horror of the world, but will still help me remember that there is still a sunrise to enjoy.